Hey, Tyler. Nah, forget it. Hey, hey Neil. guys, it's me. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Was, oh my gosh, I didn't see you there. You're so loud. How did you get it? Wow. I've been here. I've been with you for your whole life, hey, Neil. I, I know. I know you guys. How's are, the doctor delivered are, you? You guys are listening to this, but I just want you to know, Tyler looks really good today. Uh, Thanks, a man. lot of our episodes, a lot of our episodes, we just kind of phone it in as far as the way we look. But today, <laughs> I really went all so out. So fresh. Uh, and by that, I mean I didn't shower this so morning. So <laughs> fresh. Wearing Abercrombie leisure wear pants. Yeah, but you're wearing a Tarver house, Tarver construction Tarver shirt. Construction shirt. That's yep. incredible. Yeah, my two kids are my oldest two kids are wearing them at school right now. Good for them. Yep. Good for you. And I have a Lululemon jacket. I'm going with that. Okay, good. Or my backwards uh, Memphis Grizzlies hat. And I'm yeah. going with the Yeezy low top. I want some low tops. Yeah. Um, just sometimes you just, like, I feel like with athletic pants, if you go hot tops, it's just too much, you know? This is great. How about you? What are you wearing? Um, hey, what are we talking about today? Oh, gosh, that too. Um, <laughs> we're talking about inside the NBA. Yeah. And we got a special guest on today He's with such us. such a special guest. I like this guy. I do too. How's it going? Welcome to the Tyler and Neil Explain Everything podcast. Now officially your fourth favorite podcast. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you go to patreon.com slash explain everything to get exclusive episodes. Looks like we made it. That slaps. That does slap. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Sorry. So we are, we have a special guest on with us today. His name is Steve Murphy. Steve yes. is a good friend. Okay, wow. This will actually go way back. He was yeah. at Dirt Conference with you. Ugh, but yeah. he spoke at it. He he taught one of the labs. Yeah. yeah. I sat in the audience the whole time. The, I didn't do anything of importance. I, From what I understand... <laughs> The guy who ran the conference felt like I had such little experience with video no. that whenever he did his no. documentary no. and invited no. 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 every no. single person no. that he worked with, including me, who literally, you know, came to work with him because, you know, we developed <laughs> and, a friendship. And then didn't talk to you for yeah. a year. <laughs> and didn't talk to me for a full year while we worked together. I was like, oh, he's mad at me. Um, for, yeah. No. Uh, so Steve Murphy is uh, going to talk to us. He has the Nook podcast. So his full name is Steve Murphy. I do want you guys to his know. His full name? What is his middle name? His middle full name? name is Steve Murphy. His middle name is N. So <laughs> Stephen Murphy. Murphy. But we also wondered if maybe if Tyler and, and maybe Mr. Murphy did a podcast together, it would be called the Steven Tyler Explain Everything podcast. That's so good, man. Yeah, it would have been really good. One of the guys I, I went so to school bad. with and we played basketball together, his name was Steven. And so my coach would call Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler? He liked Aerosmith, my coach did. Oh. So, yeah. The more you know. Dude looks like a lady. First off. Bow, whip. Bow, whip. <laughs> it's good. It's so I good. did guitar parts on that one episode we did for Facebook. And I, I, apparently I, I did the... <laughs> <laughs> my problem is it's so good hey why don't we call steve right now because steve has worked in the nba nba and he's gonna talk to us about getting your mba mba is that <gasps> is that a thing yeah macro uh, he's a macro, basketball macro association it's like a really small basketball issue with macro basketball Steve Murphy. What's up, bro? Hello. Oh What's my happening? gosh. There you are. Steve. It's exactly happening. Steve. Steve. Man. So happy to have you, man. Bring it. I'm more happy to have you than, than Neil is probably when he's, you think about he's it. He's going to say that, Steve. I, I anticipated as much yeah. just for that final human-to-human -human connection. I'll Steve, you this. have a very silky voice. Gosh, so good, man. You should have a podcast. Well, I will... 
I won't take partial credit for that. I will also say that I'm on a dandy little microphone that oh. makes podcasting. Oh. Hey, what did I say? So right before you got on here, I said, Steve is a quality guy. Oh, he's okay. gonna, he's gonna have quality on whatever yeah. he does. Well, so, we use our microphones. We use oh, the man, microphones from, now. so you think you can sing. It's a Wii game. That's our <laughs> microphones we use. Wee. Okay. Wee. Yeah, but you make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. Thanks, Whatever man. it takes. <laughs> hey, so Steve, uh, we were just we were just mentioning that um, you were at the Dirt, the Dirt Conference in '09, but that is not <gasps> like the the. I was there too. The, oh, Tyler was there as well. I didn't have a speaking part. Neil didn't think I knew anything, so he said, <laughs> no. "Maybe sit in the stands." That's not true. <laughs> he said, "Know your place." <laughs> I did not. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you yeah, have good you, God! That was a fun time. It was it was incredible. Uh, I really wish we had done it again. It was fun. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was whatever. And again, <laughs> uh, you have a podcast called The Nook, and I love I it. I do have a podcast, and you are you're like the Alec Baldwin of the Nook podcast. I just keep bringing you back. Yeah, I'm you a, back. pretty soon I'll be in the Five Timers Club. That's yeah. solid. Yep, you get the special jacket. Yeah. Oh, special content. Oh. Yep. Okay. I like it. That's I do have I, a little notebook from you yeah. with a, there's a no, the Nook logo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess oh, I'm, that was just the tip of the iceberg. I guess with the Nook podcast, I'm like current Will Smith because I'll never get invited. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's only like a 10 year break. And yeah, I, okay. yeah, that's it. I come out. We just got to forget. I got to have a couple hit movies before that. <laughs> Bring me back. Right. <laughs> you've had so many people on your on your podcast. You have authors. You've had some stand-up comedians. You've had psychiatrists, news anchors. You have people from ESPN. You've done some adoption stories. Yeah. You had Convoy of Hope. You've had you've like got one of the most uh, like widest range of guests on your show. It's impressive, man. <laughs> yeah, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because it's, everybody tells you you're supposed to niche down and like nah. throw a dart at the wall and go. I'll talk to them. No. <laughs> you can't contain his airness. You can only hope to. You can't stop it. Dang it! I ruined oh, it. It's an NBA street from PS2 quote. It's talking about Michael Jordan. The commentator would go, "You can't stop his airness. You can only hope to contain him. Only yeah. hope to contain him." Yeah, yeah, that's you, bro. That's it. Speaking of airness, that's see the transition I just made. Yeah, I'm a basketball yeah, Did you forget the episode? Oh, go, go, go with it. So, uh, you you know Tyler is a massive sports card. Uh, Fanatic, I do like sports cards, and he loves the Freak NBA. Is what I thought you were going to yeah. say. And then, well, okay. they got bought by Fanatics, so it's actually a paid sponsor. Thanks to our sponsor, <laughs> Fanatics. I've actually emailed them. I'm like, hey, you need help on TikTok? Holler at me. Come on. Yeah, they and didn't they, reply. If they reply, <laughs> no. no. Jeff Luber is like, no thanks. So, uh, Steve, one <laughs> of the first things that I remember about you is that way, 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 way back, I think you were doing church work, but at the same time, I. I I vaguely remember you would also work NBA games. And we talked about that years mm -hmm. ago. And we briefly mentioned it a little while back. That's like a whole nother world. The whole production side of what it takes to actually pull off an NBA game. Yes, it is. And it's changed even so much since I got out of it. And part of that is COVID based. And part of that is just the networks trying to streamline and, save a dime wherever they can. But yeah, it is a, a very bizarre circus-like world. What would you say are some of the biggest changes you've seen? You said it's changed a lot since you were in it and since you got out of it. What are some big changes you've seen? <laughs> uh, the biggest one of most recent time, uh, and this was pretty much a COVID force in just trying to minimize the amount of people in any arena, uh, is that you they have gone to what is called a world feed mode 
when I was in it back in the late nineties, I was a freelancer for about 12 years. And back in the day, we used to have two trucks in the arena, one for the visiting show and one for the home show. And you'd have a full crew. So essentially you had the exact same thing happening times two, but one of them was going to Denver and the other one was just feeding all the people right there in Phoenix. So in every position you'd have two guys there. Now, that world feed mode, it means that you've just got one guy at each position and each, each market makes it their own. Like during most of COVID, the, the announcers for your team rarely left their own building. They were, you'd have your, your play by play guy and color commentator sitting side by side with plexiglass in between them, (laughs) just basically watching TV with you and calling the game that way. Oh, for wow. real. Uh, so that's a, that was a huge change. Um, and for my buddies who still work the TV world, it was quite a hit in the amount of available work. Yeah. Because yeah. if you weren't, you know, a typical show might have six cameras. If you weren't one of those six guys, then you probably weren't working that night. Dang. I, so that's, that's a big one. That's like, it's, uh, I, I saw a bunch of robotic cameras during the NCAA uh, Final Four mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like those cameras yeah. that kind of traveled alongside, because they're in these much bigger arenas. Uh, is it because yeah. they can get all this extra gear there or whatever? Because they had, they still had regular guys like manned camera operators, but then they had all these robotic cameras, they had these sky cams, all this extra stuff. That's just for like yep. special events, right? Yes, it's basically the deeper you get into anything heading towards a championship, the more bells and whistles they'll throw at it because the budgets are bigger. Whereas you pick a a regular season game in the middle of March, uh, January, whatever, it's that's just that's just going home and you got your regular guys and it's pretty much routine. But you get the playoffs involved. Now the league is a whole lot more involved. You've got national broadcasts opposed to local broadcasts, and they will typically amp things up by any amount of, of factor. And by the time you get to a championship game, it's not at all unlike the Super Bowl in that you've just got – they'll have a camera in every corner they can get it okay? Uh, because they want that angle no matter what happens on the court because by the time you get to the NBA Finals or the NCAA Finals or Final Four, that's the only game. Yeah. So they throw they throw the money at it, Everything and that just it. that that means more stuff. Question: What are your thoughts on like you know how they did those cameras back in the bubble? How they had like that running camera that would go? You know what I'm talking about like a dog track camera mm-hmm. yep. and all that. What are yes. your thoughts on all that? I think there's actually a cool element to it, uh, more so than some of the other ones. I I hated it when they started doing that the camera that would just kind of hang overhead. Um, especially like for standard game coverage that's supposed to give it more of a a video game feel. It's like if somebody offered you whatever seat you wanted in a building, where would you want that seat? Front row center. Court side. I want to be on the court. I want LeBron to pass to me and then get frustrated (laughs) with me because I just completely brick it. I'm his Russell Westbrook. Yep. And that's not the camera hanging up in the middle of the sky is where nobody's sitting. So that, that angle means nothing to, whereas when you, when they cut to a camera that's up and off to the side or to a handheld camera right underneath the basket, it's like, I have a, I have a category for that because typically there's a seat somewhere nearby. 
but you float one up in the middle and it just feels like, am I having an out of body experience up here? Yeah. Uh, and it just got more of a bubble lens so that you can see all kinds of stuff. And so that took me out as a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, you know, but then there's the aspect too, that there's typically two and sometimes even three guys running that one camera. So I love that those guys are working, but as a fan, I'm not one. So what, what you, you've done a bunch of, uh, like, did you specifically work for an NBA team or you said you were contract? Uh, how, do, how does that yes. work? Cause I know there, there are camera operators everywhere, but they're not like working for the Phoenix suns. They're working for somebody else. Correct. Yes. You are working for a, a third party. Um, when the orders come in that, okay, as in, I was based in Phoenix when the Denver nuggets are preparing their season, they're looking at every building that they're going to go to and they've got a standard traveling show. And that means that maybe at home they might have six cameras, but in a visiting arena, maybe they only go with five because that saves them. They don't have to rent a fifth camera. They don't have to pay a fifth camera operator. Okay. So I was just connected with the guys that did the crewing. So they would get the order from all the visiting teams. Most of the time I was working for the visiting teams, which in truth I, I prefer because I got to meet so many amazing people from yeah. all over the league. That's cool. uh, but you don't, uh, that was always fun to try to explain. You know how you try to explain stuff to your mom and it never <laughs> conveys, but like, yeah, mom, I don't work show. for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I work for another you know what? I work for the Phoenix. Suns. Yep, there so, it is. Yeah, you know, yeah I go. Well. I go to the arena most nights, <laughs> and I shoot basketball. That's all. That's. I know that's all that matters to you. So that's what. Who I are do. some of the coolest people you got to meet visiting teams? Oh gosh, there were so many. And what's sad is how it, it's easy. It would probably be easier for me to list the people that I met with that were just complete jerks. We allow that uh, too. Go ahead, gosh, please. Yeah, but, go, go. But, Thank you. <laughs> Um, wait a second. Let me, let me back up because no joke. Charles Barkley was one of the coolest people of all time. Really? Oh, that's and awesome. when he played in, when he played in Phoenix, he would, he would chat us up. He would just walk over and sit with us and just have a session, just hanging out. And then later when he got traded to the Rockets, I remember the first time he came back to Phoenix, I just happened to walk by him in the hallway. He had just gotten up the bus and I just said, welcome back, Charles. He hugs me and says, Thank you, my brother. Wow. Um, that, it's, it, it was cool guys like that, 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 you know, everybody's got an opinion about Charles Barkley, but I can tell you, he was one of the most sincere down to earth, love to just sit and talk about just about anything kind of guy. Incredible. And yet there too. were other dudes that, Oh yeah. Super golf. And, and it was just awesome that when he came to Phoenix, he plugged into Phoenix and, you know, he was, he was a huge fan favorite there. Um, but then some of the other guys, I mean, Carl Malone, total jerk. I, oh, wow. <laughs> with the times when you get sent no, back man. by the locker rooms right after a game to get post game interviews and stuff like that. And you, you tell that this guy, just he doesn't care. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. He knows that they want to hear from him, but aloof is maybe a better word. Yeah. Okay. Carl Malone's um, the one I'm pretty sure. Not to mention that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, I'm done. Oh, I just most, most of the time I worked, I was a handheld guy under the basket. And for nine-year-old me, I couldn't believe that I was there oh, most yeah. nights because I had been a fan. No joke. My dad took me to my first game in April of 1976 when the Suns went 
to the finals against the Celtics. Wow. So to fast forward a few years and now be shooting this team that I grew up bleeding purple and orange. Uh, it was, it was so cool. And the first maybe half of the season that I was doing that, I was always just scared to death. I was going to screw something up and the game would be over and I wouldn't even know who won. I'm just like, keep the guy in the frame and keep it focused and follow the action and don't mess up. Oh, we're done. Okay. But then after I had been doing it for a while, I became, do you guys remember Robin Ficker? I've heard the guy in Washington that was, he sat right behind the visiting bench in Washington for years and he would just, he was relentless (laughs) at, at, going after the opposing team. I like that. I, all the, the utilities, the guys that rope the, you know, handle your cable for you. They, they would basically be throwing dice to work with me because I'd be sitting there chiding at the players. all oh, night, And I, all oh, those, that, that was a bit insane truthfully, because I remember going to my buddy who was a executive producer for the Suns, and saying, Bob, I've got a problem with this. And he looked at me wide eyed and said, you got to stop. If the, if the PR lady for the Suns found out or if one of the players complained oh, that yeah. I'm down there yep. being obnoxious, they can have me banned from the building. And That's, then, you know, here I am with a family to support. But So you're the so guy like, Carlos like down underneath the basket. You're on the floor, right? For camera work. So you're yeah. handheld. Yep. That's like one of the most dangerous yep. spots to be, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're, Oh yeah. Do you get hit? You ever gotten? Oh, I got nailed. I could, I'll, I'll send you a video. I'll email it to you of a video. You can, you're looking at it from my camera angle. And I forget who he's a short lived guard played for the Bucks, I think. Bill Vadova? <laughs> no, it's like 2004. But Steve Nash steals the ball at the opposite end and comes flying back towards my way. And whoever the guard was that he stole it from is trying to catch up. And he looks up at Nash instead of forward at where's, where he's oh, going. No. And he rolled me. And in the shot, you can see my shoes flying through the air because I got sent so, so. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we go, we call it turtle backing because you're sitting there in a little boat seat to just have a little, you know, support for your back. Yeah. And oh man, my hat and glasses go flying. Go on. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. I saw you're during. Toast, but uh, you're, you just want to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you got to get back up on your feet cause they need your shot. Yeah. So it's, you got yep. it. So you see that in football too. Those guys on the sidelines that get absolutely plastic. Cause you are, you're literally, you have tunnel vision. You're only focused on this one yeah. thing and your perspective on how close is this to me? I'm trying to zoom out and focus and oh my gosh, we're, Here we're we go. laid out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's brutal. Yep. Um, pick I, a sport. I got, well, except for hockey, but pick a sport and I've gotten plunked. Oh, yeah. Which one hurt the most out of all the sports? Uh, arena football. Oh, oh you're, you're literally, you're standing in the end zone <laughs> for arena football. Oh. Some of the greatest, it was pure excitement because you've got the quarterback. He calls hut. You get him, you, he throws the ball, you get the ball in the air, you're tracking everything, the guy catches it, and then him and the guy guarding him Bam. take you out. Right into, cause, and that's usually in a hockey arena, so they plow you right into the hockey board. Oh. And you get up and just, you can't wait to see your replay, even though you <laughs> everything hurts. Those guys barely make minimum to, wage. Like, they're they're barely <laughs> paid to do it, and hey, they are laying their, I'm sorry. some respect on Johnny Manziel's I'm name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a brutal sport. I only went and saw it one time in person. I was like, oh, wow, th- this is nuts. Yeah, they used to have an arena football league in Little yeah. Rock. I went and saw them play in uh, middle school. That's crazy. Elementary, junior high. Yeah, it's fun. 
I, I had a chance. No, I, don't, I still don't think it's real football, but it's fun. Uh, I had a chance to go. Uh, it was a Pittsburgh Steelers game, and a guy asked me to do uh, a game with him, and I got on that crew for it. And the amount of pressure, you know, oh, it's just nice. it's just contract work. You just it's just one game. You know what yep. I mean? Like you're like, and I never got called yep. back. So that you're tells a warm you, body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're just trying to you're you're listening to, and it's it's difficult because you're laying out all of your cables, you're setting up all of your gear, yep. you're doing all that work, and then you shoot it, and you're done, and it's like you walk and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get a shot at doing this again. Oh, yeah. That's the rough life of that contract work is that you're, you're guaranteed nothing. Yeah. Any, any show could be your last. Is and any of that you, unionized? you have some egregious goof, you're done, man. And so if you don't make the people that are directing or producing or running that crew happy, you're done. Man, if you do something terrible or for that matter, if you just, if you turn them down too many times, they just move on to the next guy. Oh, so you're, you're like, you're I can't like, do it. You're kind of like it. cattle. Wow. Oh yeah. Nice when I first sense. started freelancing, my wife asked me one time, do you ever say no? And I'm like, no, you can't. Cause if you because say if, no, you're if there's, if there's 12 camera positions for a night at the arena, you hope to get one of the 12. And if you say no, they just move on to the next guy. My and that guy, if that guy comes in and just shoots lights out and doesn't miss a play, then the director says, hey, next time get me that guy. Yeah. Wow. Because the director's list will always trump whatever, you know, pecking order is. That's crazy. All right. You hear there's ticking. Yep. This is this, this is format oh. now. Yeah. Lightning it's, round. It's intense when that hits. Also, it's Tyler terrifying. looks at me with eyes of, of disdain, cold hearted steel. And he's like, why did you do this to us? I want why? these to be an hour and a half why? each. Let's record. <laughs> See, oh, oh there gosh. It there it is, Steve. Oh, is that it? Yeah. They, they went fast. Can you hear it? Can you yeah. hear that? Yeah. Wow, I can hear it. Oh, man. This is actually me right now live on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we made it. Oh, it does look like we made it. Thank you, sir. That's good. That's solid. That's incredible. Hello. Steve, how long, do, how long are your podcasts normally? Do you have a limit to them or do you try and keep it to a limit? I don't actually. And where I started is probably about a half hour. They're running 45, 50 now. Oh, man. Tyler, do you hear that? We're going the wrong direction. We're going shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I made a terrible mistake. Hey, I made uh, it. I'll follow you off this trip, sir. Delman <laughs> Louise, this thing. Stephen can be our Brad Pitt. Stephen, you know, if you, in, 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 in case I'm you don't know, in. we're big fans of Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. especially Troy Brad Pitt. I just saw the previews last night for Bullet Train. If you haven't seen that, it's hey. like, uh, well, let's get, let's get a mandate and we're gonna go because we that movie looks amazing. We just did our uh, summer 2022 uh, movie episode. Yeah. And, Rock's uh, playing the voice of the train, <laughs> like Thomas the Train, but it's the Rock's voice. <laughs> we, we did say that if the Rock had to play in one of them. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. W- would you ever go back to uh, NBA camera work? Any any of that that life, or is that? Are you just like, nah, I'm done. No, I'm done. It's it is such a circus world. Uh, I miss the guys that I work with. Back in the day, those they were just there were some amazing relationships back then, uh, and and even coaches and players and directors from other teams and stuff. I, I think I told you uh, I worked at the Olympics in 2004 in Athens. Oh, cool. The whole reason I got that gig is because I had made good friends with the director from the Utah Jazz. 
Wow. Stuff like that, that you just, you can't put a price on something like that. But just yeah. because Utah came to Phoenix three, four times every year that I got to know the guy. And it was just, wow. that was a relationship that turned out to be amazing. How but cool is that? Uh, the circus life, I mean, I, I noticed right away how the, the divorce rate was just unreal in that world because you're gone evenings weekends and holidays and people are at home watching oh god they're watching what you're shooting you're like ah, yep. we, we looks like we made it uh, <laughs> looking through my lost, eyes. How, lost track how many man the, the coyotes in phoenix they would do a, a game every thanksgiving day and chucklehead me would take it and then i'd be calling my wife at four o'clock what was i thinking oh. and i can hear the family having such a good time in the background I'm like yeah, i'll see you 11 o'clock tonight <laughs> That's crazy. So no, I wouldn't go back to the craziness. Man, it's such a, uh, it takes so much skill work to do that, but it's like uh, a, a buddy of mine, he was actually the road manager for a pretty big band for 21 Pilots and he, they went on these worldwide tours and it sounds incredible. It sounds like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, whatever. And he said, you, you don't, you don't see anything outside of a tour bus the inside of an nope. arena or the backside of a stage for months. And he's like, it's not worth it. The stress, the pressure, the whatever. He said, we traveled all over Europe. And he said, I didn't get to see any of it. But yeah. you tell people, yeah, I was in oh, Prague. Yeah. I was in, I was in Vienna. I was, you yep. know, I was in Munich or whatever. And I didn't see any of it. That actually is a little bit worse, but you think about it, like you're near these NBA stars. You kind of get to be around them, but it's not like you're. Yeah. They don't there. invite you on the court. Usually. <laughs> you want to no. play game. We don't, we don't hang out. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And for that matter, it says on the credential that they issue you when you walk in the building, the biggest letters in the back of that thing says no autograph. Because we're given such, you know, you're close to these guys. You're elbow to elbow. You cannot be leveraging that to say, oh, you wouldn't believe the amount of basketballs I've sold with uh, wow. Charles Barkley's signature on them. They, they, they catch you just even hinting at an autograph. You're done. You're out. Do you ask Charles for Stuff his jersey? Like hey, Charles. Hey, Chuck. Chuck, give me that jersey. Chuck, give me that jersey. No, no, no chance. And that's, maybe that's the cool thing too, is that you're around those guys so much and the guys that you do like hanging out with. And that's in just about every league too, that the guys you like being around guys, you don't like being around. And that's, that's okay. That when Shane Doan, who played for the coyotes for like 20 years, that you, you, he knows you and that's cool. Or Luis Gonzalez that hit the, the winning run when the Diamondbacks won the world championship in 98. No, 2001. You're right there. Uh, that he, kn he knew me. And that was, that was, that was better than any autograph. That's wow. Cool. That, that, is, that is pretty cool. That's not bad at all. All yeah. right. Let's I'll do that uh, any day. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, let's do, uh, let's 3v3 this. What do you say? I'll allow it. Welcome to the party, pal. This is 3v3. That's called a number one hit, is what that's called right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually called, what that's called is Man. epidemic sound uh, tagging us and red flagging us for copyright infringement yes. every single time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because uh, <laughs> royalties, <laughs> we don't make any money off that. All right, so Steve, here's the thought. 3v3, you know how this works. So the listener, we um, we go through and we each pick three different uh, people, three different items, three different whatever. We compete to see who would win on a in a, in a, a battle, an epic battle to the death. So 
you you have done you, you've you've been working a lot of different sports but let's each pick a sport we each get three different sports that we want to pick that you would actually be excited to go capture on on film like you would want to be a part of the crew that captures this and this could be any sport of any kind that you want Tyler typically okay. goes first, but you're our guest. Yeah. Is there a sport that you have done this for that you, you're like, okay, this, this is my number one. This is the sport I want to do. This may surprise you. The first thing I would pick is high school football. Oh, and that's oh because the, the very first thing I ever shot was high school football. And I was, for three years, I did that as a volunteer. And that's where I got bit by the bug. Wow. That ultimately led to a a sports camera guy career for a time, and it was just there. It's just fun. It's pure. Those guys are are just out there, you know, talking oh, yeah. into each other, and yeah, uh, I, it was just fun. Yeah, uh, and still, I would, still I would do. If somebody called me today and said, "Could you shoot high school football?" I would say, "Absolutely, I'd do that for a game." Tyler, you gonna um, call him? Tyler's calling you right now. Yeah. He's, he's asking you to do a high school football game. Wow. Okay. Yeah, cool. there it hold, is. Hold on a second. I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> it's right. me. Tyler, you're up. What do you say? NBA basketball. That's it. You don't care. You want, that's the one you want to do. I mean, I want the finals yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, that's very specific. <laughs> yeah. That's very specific. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Olympic curling is my first. I knew it. I knew it no more. Did heart. you know it? Oh, gosh. Are you did. As soon as we, you said the three on three, three v three, I was like, he's going to pick curling. Steve. He loves it. I am obsessed with curling. Are <laughs> I would absolutely do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. All right. You're up. Number two. Number two, I'm going to have to go back to arena football Ooh. because it's two the excitement. I mean, literally any pass can be a touchdown. You have got to be so on your toes. And that's literally from the time you go out there and they're doing the introductions because in the in Phoenix, they had concussion bombs that went off in conjunction <laughs> with fireworks and stuff like that. And you, you need, you need to know the, the, the cadence of how things went so that you could hide behind the hockey wall oh my before those bombs went off because that's if insane. it didn't, it would just rattle your brain. But it's just, a, it was a blast. That's to exciting. Shoot. Yeah. That sounds pretty crazy. Tyler number two. Okay. <sighs> okay. March Madness. <laughs> I'm staying basketball. You staying football. I'm staying basketball. Oh my gosh. He looked right at me when he said it with a twinkle in his eye. Twinkle in his eye. St. Peter's. March sure. Madness is pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. I like well, that. <laughs> it's not intense. It's not intense. <laughs> Sorry, that's the that's, British bank. Oh my god! Go ahead. I'm gonna say uh, bullfighting. Okay. I just think oh, that man. is like that's like te that's terrifying, <laughs> and your life is on your line is on oh, the line. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I want to travel. They don't do a lot of bullfighting here, so I want to go to Spain. So yeah, you know, that's, that's totally. that would be see a little more South America. Yeah, where <laughs> yeah. I want to see that. I want to travel. Is really what it is all about. All right, Steve. Number three, okay. bring us home. All right, then I'm going to go crazy obscure on you here because it might, this, we might have to go to the judges on whether or not this is a sport, oh. but air racing. What is it? Air show racing. Oh my air gosh, racing. yes. It, it, that, you want to talk about a challenge to your skills as a camera guy, you're oh. flying, it, 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 the scenario is even bizarre how they have to fly and what the 
quote unquote course is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're talking like the it, Red it, Bull, it, it, the racing that they do at the planes, yes. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that is yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's, I don't that's, think that's, you should be the like camera. Bullfighting. You should do the sound effects for it. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Like your bullfighting, I, my, as I shot air racing for a number of years, and I always just would have the thought in the back of my head is, what happens if I'm shooting while one plane just mistakenly click, oh, clips another oh. and two guys are now, you know, hurling perilously toward their death? Yeah, that that's not good. No, no. Well, keep it in focus. <laughs> keep it in focus, Steve. Thanks yeah. for backing me this up This is there. a big deal. <laughs> drone shots. All right, uh, Tyler, number three. Number three. Uh, do you remember in Thor Ragnarok whenever <laughs> Jeff Goldblum had the little gladiator thing oh and it was Thor gosh. versus the Hulk? <laughs> I want to film that competition. <laughs> <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> We're friends from work. Tyler on the micro mini camera. Yeah. Yes. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Hunger Games. <gasps> Yikes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Hunger Games because it's definitely a sport. And yeah. man, talk about, talk about. Yeah. That's perilous. Yeah, Neil. That's a, <laughs> he's making fun of me right yeah. now, Steve. He's making fun of me. Okay. I, well. If you could see me, I might be looking at you a little side-eyed okay. myself. Well, nobody, nobody, that's, nobody cares about dad anymore. All right. Don't you understand Yeah. The last segment here. Here we go. The question on everyone's mind, will it rock? The answer is probably yes. No, it's no. Would the rock, would Dwayne that's the Rock Johnson... a lot. Would that, would, could he actually... Do you think he could actually film an NBA game? Do you think he could get behind the camera and do any of this yes. stuff? Yes. If he had Google Glass, <laughs> he no. wears the glasses, <laughs> looks where he no. looks. I would watch that cam. From if him. he's courtside, yeah. we're live streaming off his Google Glasses. Yeah. And I would watch that all day. Because you know dude ain't watching the game. He can be, you know, spit, yeah. you know politicianing everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. dapping up Jack yeah. Black. I'm down. <laughs> Him and Kevin Hart, drunk Kevin Hart is the best Kevin Hart. So you're Hart. really getting to see it from his perspective. Yeah, you're watching it's it with AR. your Oculus on. And oh it's like Mark's just standing there saying, thanks for using our Oculus glasses. This is the rock version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. More than anything, it would be a sponsorship opportunity. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And he'd go work out at halftime and just watch him working out, like yep. lifting. I don't want to watch him work out. I want to watch him do cheat day. Oh, that well, he does that after halftime. That's, yeah, That's yeah, during third yeah, quarter. Yeah. Pancakes. <laughs> I saw him do a cheat day one time, and it was like white rice with Tabasco sauce. And I'm like, oh, bro, gross, bro, you're Come better on. than that, Dwayne. Let's get a pizza. Come on, Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, all right, last last question before we go here, talking about NBA. I have a, I actually did a little bit of research on this a while back. There is a lot of talk about uh, instead of just selling tickets to the game, that you're actually selling three like uh, like. 360 seating so they're putting 360 Mm. cameras up in seats all around on the floor on the whatever so you buy a pass to the game and you can go look from any angle from anywhere you're in the it's basically like sitting right there on the floor do you think that that will take off you think people will do that i think there would be a number of people that signed up initially and 10 games in they'd all regret whatever the price they pay oh my gosh that's a that's a that's a cool idea and then it, I just think it becomes quickly boring. I will always default to old school that well, even if you were watching high school basketball, you'd still want to see it sit about eh, three, four rows, three, four rows up yeah, in the bleachers yeah. and right mid court. So you got a good view of either side and you can still yell at the reps. And, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, no. 
Yeah, I know that for concerts, that's taking off where you're getting the concert audio, but then you're getting video from different places like that where you're right on stage with them or you're right off stage or whatever. But I think for an NBA game or for a pro sports thing, you want some of the production value that goes along with that and you want the perspective being able to yep. see. I, I think it it's kind of a really cool novelty. I don't know if people are going to do it for the whole season. Yeah, no. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Tyler says no. Well, Jonah Hill promoted it on a commercial, <laughs> so Jonah Hill's never led me wrong. Oh, oh no. You know, he took less money to be in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He did. It's <laughs> one of those movie facts that everybody <laughs> tells yeah, everybody. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, what, a, what a feather in the cap. There it is. It really is. No, but I, honestly, you watch a good TV show. I mean, you watch a good, good TV coverage of a basketball game. There is still story happening. You're right. You, you could never get yeah, that with some weird bubble eyed experience where you can look around the arena in, in game, you're finding out about what happened to that guy when he, you know, took a spill underneath and he's now in the locker room and we're getting the report. Is he going to be okay? Yeah. You know, it just, there's so much story on story that, that happens in game and before game that you want to, I don't know, as a fan, that's what you're after. Not some goofy experience that, that, VR. I don't know. I could just never see it happen. Yeah. I feel that. I trust you. You've been in the middle of it. You know better. I mean, <laughs> I've been in it because I was invited to play with LeBron, but it's not a big deal. Just to give Well, during our podcast, I, I invited myself. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Steve, thanks for hanging out with us, bro. <laughs> Thank really you. appreciate you. Steve. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's you're a, very nice. It's like a, a dream come true. Privilege having this you is on a, It's ours. It's our dream. And you've made it come true. So it's thank you for that. It's our dream come true. No, no, no. Let's extend this for five more minutes while we say, no, 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 you. No, no, no. You hang up. No, you hang up. Hey guys, if you're listening to this, you should go check out the Nook podcast. It is on uh, every podcast platform available to mankind and to ears. And it's incredible. And that's what Steve Murphy. So um, hot right now. Thanks for doing this with us, Steve. We appreciate you. This is Inside the NBA. uh, More than you ever (laughs) knew you wanted to know with Steve Murphy. The more you know. That's yeah. not how they say that. No, that's not how they say that. They that's how Liam know. Neeson says it. I, uh, I have a very genius. particular set of skills, <laughs> and that's informing you of things that you need to know. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Steve, for joining us, and thank you guys for coming to my TED Talk. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Explain Everything podcast. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Explain Everything Podcast. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but you're already here. We love you. No, actually, we're in love with you. (laughs) Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.